Well, welcome to another episode of Weekly. I'm so excited for you to be here today, this week, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, maybe you're on the treadmill or running or sitting or watching. I don't know. Maybe you're doing the dishes. That's when I do podcasts. Um, today, I'm so excited. Uh, Justin Dean is here with me. Justin lives in Atlanta. He is part of a really cool conference and stuff going on with that creative church stuff. Um, incredible things that they're working on. So we're going to get into some of that and uh, life in, in the, the peach world. So Justin, thank you so much for being on Weekly and I'm excited to have you. Hey James, it's an honor, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so um, just in case this is the first episode you may be hearing of this podcast, uh, my goal this year is to have 50 conversations with 50 different people, um, mostly, hopefully, people that I haven't met and, and you know, gaining friendship with um, from 50 different states. So we've done California, we've done Texas, we've done uh, Arizona with John from Spark Network. I mean, we're just, we're kind of going everywhere. And so um, I'm excited to have Justin on. He lives in Atlanta, Georgia. And so uh, why don't you just take a few minutes and just kind of give people uh, a little bit of your story so wait, wait hold on out of everyone what? in georgia i'm the guy you pick no no one else can be interviewed in georgia i think that's yeah right. you, you are yeah i mean andy stanley wasn't available and so um it's you you know <laughs> wow that's amazing man i, I, I am truly honored man thank thank you <laughs> well uh you know i so i'm atlanta georgia just north of atlanta um okay live here with uh, my wife and four kids and a new puppy which is like a another kid so yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, we we homeschool and uh, we go to a little Acts 29 church uh, up here in the suburbs and uh, I work from home so like you said I, I run uh, it's called that church conference and we do an annual conference here in Atlanta for church communicators and marketers so this will be our fourth year uh, doing okay. that. And uh, before that, I was uh, communications director at Mars Hill Church up in Seattle, Washington. Was there for about uh, five years and ran all communications, PR, social media, all of our content, things like that. Um, there for uh, almost five years. And then when the church closed, we moved here to Atlanta. So my background before that is really just uh, marketing and, and startups in the corporate world. Um, okay. Got about 15 years under my belt before entering ministry, but but now I run the conference full time. We we've got uh, SundayU.org. It's like our online training hub uh, for church, really for anybody behind the scenes uh, at a church. So any, anywhere from production to worship to uh, you know pastoral training, but uh, mainly communications and marketing and social media focus. So yeah, uh, but I, I'm loving it. I've been doing it for. Uh, you know, almost four years now since Mars Hill and just love getting to serve uh, those who serve in the church really is how I look at it. Yeah, I think that that what you are doing with all that is such a great resource for churches um, that you're equipping people with practical, but like really helpful information when it comes to, um, you know, how to get the word out, right, about their church, about Jesus, about their community. Um, man, those things are so important. And I think we're seeing, um, you know, just, you know, maybe five or six years ago, you know, the difference between then and now is crazy, right? How much more uh, involved we are <laughs> in the world, right? Like social media is exploded and now that's normal. And so we're like talking about next level stuff and even deeper engagement. And I think that your voice is really important. Um, I remember re 
knowing who you were from Mars Hill, like I was in college then. And so um, I remember reading your guys, like some of your creative posts and some of the stuff that you guys were doing. Um, because really, I mean, you guys were using like red cameras and stuff like way before everybody else was, you know, and it was like, um, man, I mean, some of your, your presentation was just incredible. So I remember being in college and having friends, um, you know, we would, we were sort of like, we would stalk all of your creative stuff. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so, so now you're in Atlanta. And so have you been doing that CC stuff the whole time since you've been in Atlanta? Uh, yeah, really. I mean, when, when I moved, uh, back to Atlanta, uh, some friends and I, um, got together, uh, Dave Adamson from, from North Point. Yeah. Um, and uh, my business partner uh, now, Van Baird, and Ashley Williams, who is doing social media at Catalyst, we all got together for coffee just to, to meet up in real life. Like we had followed each other online for so long <laughs> yeah. and, and knew each other, but that was like the first time we came together uh, in person. And man, we just started brainstorming like what we could do together. And we started the first uh, what we ended up calling is that church conference. We, we bought the domain right there. We, we bought the Twitter. You sign up for the Twitter handle right there uh, that yeah. first time we met. And uh, we said, let's put together like a one-day seminar type of thing here in Atlanta. And, and we just yeah. kind of hoped for the best that people from around Atlanta would come to that. And uh, uh, people from all over the world actually came to that first uh, wow. conference. We had a guy from Nigeria uh, bought a ticket and I thought for sure I was like, man, this is this is going to be like a chargeback situation or something. There's no way this, <laughs> this is, is real. This is a scam. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and the guy actually walks in and uh, barely even spoke English. Uh, I was just so happy to be there, but flew all the way there. Got a hotel. Was just excited to get like communications and marketing training for the church because nothing like that existed in the conference, sure. uh, you know, as far as conferences go, especially like practical content that we are focusing on. So it's really interesting. Uh, you know, we, we had people from all over, almost every state show up. And then we decided, man, we're really onto something. People are eager for this kind of content. And uh, so we've, we've just kept doing it and it just keeps getting uh, bigger and better each year. We've actually done seven events. We, we went to Chicago and San Diego and kind of traveled around uh, a bit last year. And now we're just focusing on really doing one big conference here in Atlanta every year. And we do some online conferences uh, as well mm -hmm. so that we can reach people who can't afford to come to a conference. We, we found a lot of these churches, they're smaller. They're just now getting around. Like you said, they're just now figuring out, okay, we need, we need to focus on social media. You know, we need somebody to handle this. And so they've yeah. either got volunteers or part-time. They don't really have uh, anybody full-time on it. And uh, so they're definitely not going to be able to send that person off to a conference. You know, it's a yeah. you know, $200 <laughs> ticket, but then you got, you know, plane rides and food and hotel. Exactly. You know, they're not even paying that person 2000 bucks a year, let alone can spend that, yeah. you know. So now we, we do them online, and, and it's great. We're thousands of people watch it online, and we're, we're just amazed by it. Yeah, I watched the one a couple weeks ago that was just the online, you know, three-day event, which was awesome. Um, so I just sat, and, and we watched some of them in our creative team office, and then and then we bought, like, the pass so we could watch them all later. So, um, you know, we're going to go back and, and use those as a team and access those and because man I mean so much just like great practical stuff that people are sharing and um, it's it, you know I think one thing you hit on that's really true is that like no matter how big your church or organization or you know this isn't just for churches this is for people who communicate right no matter how big you are um, you have the world at your fingertips as a platform but that also means that like 
you need to think about what you're doing because everyone's there. You know, I remember when I first started on Twitter, there's like, you know, it's like me and four people in my hometown, you know? <laughs> it's, it's headed back that way. I mean, tw- Twitter, yeah. <laughs> Twitter is like the one network that's really up in the air at the moment. Like it, it seems like it's dying, but then it, it, it serves yeah. its purpose too. And I think that that's important that you, you know, you look at each network differently and, and figure out how best to use that, that tool for your church. But, um, but you're right. I mean, it's, it's extremely important. I mean, God calls us to, um, you know, to reach the, the nations. Jesus said to, to reach every nation. And, uh, and we can do that through social media. I mean, you know, honestly, I could send out a tweet now, uh, on my personal account and reach several different countries within seconds and people would reply and, and I'd sure. be able to interact with them and I'd be able to share the gospel in, in that way. And, and churches are no different, um, whether you do it through your pastor page, through your, your own church page or whatever. Um, the opportunity there is just far too great. Like even the biggest churches, you know, you, you look at North Point, you look at Life Church, they're reaching, you know, 70, 80,000 attendees uh, through all their campuses every um, week. And that's great. That's huge. That's mind boggling sure. huge, especially to, you know, churches that are listening to this who are part of like a 300 person church. Like we go, we go to a three, 400 person church and that that's great that we're reaching those people. But I could, you know, give me 20 bucks and I could reach 100,000 people through a Facebook ad uh, yeah. today and I could target specifically who they are where they work, what countries they're in. I can craft that message message for them. And uh, and that's just, that's incredible that, that churches aren't paying more attention to that, uh, to try to reach people with the gospel. It's just too easy. It's too accessible these days. So we really need to take it seriously, put someone in charge of it, put resources behind, because it's bigger than your, pul- your pulpit will ever be on a Sunday. Yeah. And so both are very important, but but man, there's so much more we can yeah. do as a church. I think there's such a stigma about, you know, online things and social media and, and, and you know, streaming services and web campuses and all that. It's like, oh, if I do this, then I'm not valuing, you know, Sundays and people that come in your community. But the opposite is true. And, and Carrie and some of those guys have put out lots of research that says, hey, as, as our online audience has grown, our physical audience has also grown. <laughs> They're not, it's not a competition. It, it, it's more of a, it's, they, they, they can really work together. Yeah. Well, and we're, we're finding more and more, like it, it used to be said that uh, the average churchgoer goes um, once every four weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which was like mind-boggling to me at the time when we heard those stats. It was like, well, people aren't coming every week. Like, it's true. Yeah. You see this, you know, this different people every week. But, you know, as, as someone who says I'm a church attender, I'm a member, I, I go to this church, uh, on average, the, the statistics are showing us that that person only comes once every four weeks. Now we're seeing it, it's actually stretching out to be six to eight weeks. Uh, yeah. People aren't going consistently. And a lot of those people aren't just stopping going to church. They're they're watching online. They're interacting yeah. through social. And they're still a part, very much a part of the church. Most of those people go to like a weekly community group type thing and, and emphasize that over Sunday worship and things like that. And so, um, you know, you, you want to, for one, that's just the reality that it is. That's how people are, are treating church. That's how millennials are treating church. We're, we're seeing a whole new generation come up now, uh, who probably won't value going to a physical building on Sundays, 
uh, at all. Like they they yeah. are embracing this kind of online uh, experience and real community is me and my friends talking about God, um, things like that. And so that's just the reality of where we are, whether it's right or wrong, right? Like we could debate the theology around that forever, but we need to embrace that uh, as a church a little bit and try to find ways to, to make that work so that we are still carrying those people through the discipleship process. Uh, and so churches need to, you know, need to embrace that church online is, is a, uh, a very important thing um, to to do, but you you can um, you can treat that in a way that that actually does feed attendance into the church or feed attendance into community groups and things like that for sure. Yeah, you know I um, so at, at Highlands Fellowship, the church that I'm at, I lead our web campus and all of our sort of online initiative, and. Um, you know, I have conversations on a regular basis with people, sometimes for 30 minutes or more in live prayer on Sundays, you know, talking through like struggles and, you know, I'm going through X, Y, Z and, you know, I'm like loss and like really deep stuff that like, I'm not sure that people that I'm related to have been that honest with me about, you know, it's like, man, but there's just like a little bit of space where they can be honest, right? They're not sitting in front of me. They're like sitting in front of their computer. Um, but you know, like, I, and, and a lot of these people, I know who they are, right? It's not just like, you know, skater dude 17. Like I know this person's name. I can look you up in, in rock RMS. Like I, I know who you are, but what's cool is that I was able to talk to someone for 30 minutes, find them in our database, connect them to the right person on our care team and sort of, you know, get them the real people that they needed. So we went, they came to our church. We have a digital conversation. Now a real person from our church is going to physically connect with them and sort of like pull the circle all the way through. And it's like, you know, it's, it's to me, to me, it's an, it's a no brainer (laughs) of the need for that. These, these are real people online, right? It's not, it's not a game. It's not a, you know, I don't even know how to describe it, how people see it, but it's, it's, these are real people. Like all of us, um, you know, we we only get to connect with people an hour or so on Sundays, you know, maybe another 45 minutes through a community group, but that's not even like from the church really. And it's like, you know, we're online the rest of that time. Like everybody is, everybody's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything. And so we're connecting, we're sharing, we're connecting with each other. The the church needs to be a part of that. Like I do some coaching and and consulting uh, now and then with churches and help to bring them online, help them to embrace social media. And it's shocking to me when I'll get a hold of a church's Facebook page in order to help to teach them how to use it better and we're going through the messages that are unread and mm-hmm. there's people on there trying to connect with the church. Some of it's just like, hey, what time is the service on this, you know, on Sunday? I can't find it on yeah. your website. Some of it's um, we had one guy who was like, what? I'm on the way to your church. What exit do I get off on the freeway? I'm like, man, that guy could have been helped right <laughs> then. Like, I don't know now. whether he came yeah. or not. It's weird that he like knows how to use Facebook <laughs> while he's driving, but he doesn't know how to use <laughs> his look map. Up the direction. But, you know, maybe <laughs> Still, <laughs> maybe that's yeah. our fault for not providing them enough information. Like the art, the address was hard to find. But then you come across people who are like, "I'm thinking about committing suicide," yeah, or "I'm going through a divorce." Like, how is the church going to help me? I, I need help. And these people yeah. are are ignored because the church isn't putting any resources or emphasis on on actually caring for these people because they're online. They're not even part of our church. Like some of these yeah. people, yeah, they're they're not even in your community they will never come to your church because they live in a different state 
but yeah. somehow they're connected to you and they're reaching out and they're real people and you had an opportunity to connect back with them and, and build a relationship and disciple them uh, and at least tell them about Jesus and, and provide some hope to them. And, and that's just, that's incredible to me. It, like online presents those type of opportunities that in person doesn't hardly ever do you have someone just walk up to you on Sunday and be like, Hey, I'm struggling with this. Can I have help? Uh, you know, we provide opportunities for that with like deacons and elders uh, available for prayer and things like that. And most churches, you know, there's there's avenues to do that. But it's it's so much easier to Facebook message a church and say, I need help than it is to walk up to a stranger, or walk into church for the first time and say, I need help. So uh, yeah. it's like it's so important that churches try to figure this out. Yeah, you know, um, so I've been in my current job at Highlands for about eight or nine months now. I started in the fall of last year. And so um, I sort of developed sort of like a several sort of points that our online ministry would be about. And number one was that pixels are people. Um, and exactly to that, like these people, these like little avatars, like they're real people. And so what, what I said was, you know what, everybody that messages us, um, Facebook, email, you know, Twitter, DM, Instagram, whatever. Like, we're going to answer every person who asks us a question, who asks for prayer. Um, you know, if it's not spam, like, I'm going to answer it. And even if it is, I may try to say something like, you know, I don't know, check out our website, or, you know, something. But, like, if, if it's a real person with the smallest need of, yeah, what time are services, because we get a lot of that, to, uh, you know, to, hey, man, my life is falling apart. What can I do? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer all of those. Because if you took the initiative to reach out to us, like, I feel like that's on us as an organization, as a church, to, to respond to that. Well, churches have these like first impressions teams, right? First impressions or guest services or the dream team or whatever your church calls them, right? Like, and they're yeah. they're in charge of of greeting the second you walk into the door. Uh, they're in charge of showing yeah. you where the children's ministry is. Uh, you know, most churches have realized that needs to extend to the parking lot when when people drive on to your lot. That that experience needs to be great. Uh, yeah. Because a lot of people will just keep driving through that parking lot if they don't feel right. You know, it's it's hard enough coming to church for the first time. Like, we need to yeah. make that experience great. But the churches who are doing it well realize, man, those first impressions start, you know, broader than that. Before they ever yeah. come to your building, they, they start online. Because people, people are checking your Facebook page. They're checking your website, uh, determining, hey, what is this church like? Do I even want to go? And that, that needs to create a, a good first impression for them. That guy asking for directions not getting a reply, he's if he even showed up at church, he's already driving out of that parking lot with a bad first impression. And now your 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 first impressions teams are having to make up for that, and they don't even realize it, like because yeah. you you failed him already, you know. So yeah. it's uh, it's definitely something that that needs to extend uh, out online for sure. I, yeah. I I love that you guys have that policy with like everyone who interacts with us deserves a reply i think every tweet every mention every hashtag everything needs to be uh needs to have a reply because those are real people you know and occasionally like we'll miss one right somebody asks hey what time's this thing or what time's this event tonight and we'll miss it but i'm going to come back and say hey i'm so sorry that you know we missed this man i hope that you were able to get the info you needed if not please stop by you know like and give them a so it's not just like, well, too bad. You know, it's like, no, this you're still a person <laughs> and we still want you to come, you know. So it, I don't I want to make sure that we're doing good, you know, PR with through ourselves, <laughs> basically. Totally. 
So, you know, okay, so you also have a book, right? I do, uh, yeah. 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 I always forget I wrote a book. <laughs> yeah, that little thing, that book that you wrote. <laughs> well, you know, when those massive royalty checks show up every month, that's when I remember. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no. uh, well, I, but I think this is a great resource, so you can totally plug it. <laughs> well, all right then. <laughs> well, I, it's, it's called PR Matters. Uh, it's a, I call it a survival guide for church communicators. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it at uh, churchprbook.com. Uh, if you get it there, it's like seven bucks. You can you can grab the ebook and read it right away. And uh, I give away a, a ton of stuff with it. Like uh, I developed a complete crisis communications plan. Uh, it's like a 32-page document. You just slap your church's name on it, fill in the blanks, and you can have uh, at least the foundation of a you know, crisis communications plan ready to go. Uh, and so stuff like that's included with the book. So it's, it's definitely proven to be a valuable resource. I do do get feedback all the time. People like this is, this is incredibly helpful for us. Um, and churches call me all the time just because they've, they've heard the Mars Hill story and, and they need some help. Um, you know, when, when press starts contacting them or, you know, something happens in their church and they just don't know how to communicate about it. So that, that's kind of where, uh, the book goes. That's my heart behind it. Is well. Here, yeah. Here's the things I've learned. I mean, obviously our church closed, so it was kind of funny, like me writing a book on PR. Um, but honestly, <laughs> yeah. it's it's learning from those lessons uh, and saying, man, this if this could happen to Mars Hill Church, uh, it can happen to your Definitely church. Better. You know, yeah. and so you know, uh, just trying to teach what what I know and and what I've experienced, and, and hope it helps others. So. Cool. Well, so, you know, as, as we're thinking through 2018 and just kind of the year that's ahead of us, um, what are some things that you're excited about? It could be technology, church, what life, whatever. What 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 makes you excited about being alive in 2018? <laughs> Man, I feel like, uh, you know, my, my gut feels like 2018 is, is going to be or should be the, the year that church is really you know, kick into gear with, with some of this stuff. Um, yeah. Like even when we started the conference back in 2015, uh, majority, it was like 90% of the people in the room were like, we're not on staff. I came here with my own money. Yeah. Uh, my church will never value a communications position. And then the next year was a little less. Next year was a little less. This, this last year, um, you know, it was more than half the room was like, I'm on staff at a church in a communications type role. Um, but I'm still new. I used to be the receptionist, you know, or like <laughs> yeah. they don't have experience with it. So they need the training uh, still kind of thing. And, and some churches, uh, the bigger churches have been able to hire people out of the marketing world and things like that. To, so they at least have some experience. But this is all still so new to churches. Church online is is great. Every, every church now is is online. And thanks to Facebook Live, uh, anybody with a phone can can go live. Yeah. So churches are, are trying to figure it out and they're doing it. Um, I feel like now is the time to say, okay, we're, we're embracing this technology. We, we realize it's important. And now they're asking, how do we do it? How do we get better? How do we not just hold up my phone and stream the pastor? How, you know, how do we actually engage with those people and, and build community with them? And, and so I feel like there's a pivot coming I don't know if it's going to be this year or the next year, but that's kind of the transition you know, that we're in. We're, we're right at that tipping point of where churches are going to start embracing this. And I think that, uh, you know, I see friends of mine, uh, fellow Christian entrepreneurs who are developing resources uh, around this. Uh, Brady Shreer from, from Pro Church Tools uh, is building yeah. something incredible for, for church websites called Nucleus. 
uh, I think that that's going to change the way we're doing things. Uh, companies like Tithely are just building incredible tools around giving um, and and how to uh, embrace that online, and that's helping fund the church uh, yeah. in incredibly new ways. Uh, and so I, I think that you know technology companies and services are going to uh, continue to to bubble up. Um, and uh, we're going to see some incredible stuff there. And, and I think churches are going to be embracing that uh, a lot more. I mean, it, it's incredible to me when I, when I look at a church and they're complaining that they don't have the time or resources to manage their Facebook page well, even though people are, are using it to try and reach them. Um, but then they go blow, you know, 20 million a year on, on missions trips. Uh, yeah. And it's like, well, you know, I get it. Missions trips are, are great. And, and you're taking that that same calling to reach the nations and you're actually sending people out to these nations. That's great. But you know, I don't know when I, you, you, you look at these missions budgets and they're millions of dollars and it's like, man, there's, there's definitely more effective ways to do this. Half of those people are just going for a feel good time to check off the box. Um, and it's, you know, and, and I'm going to Africa this July on a trip for, for my first time. And uh, and I see the value in, in doing that, but I'm like, man, give give me ten thousand bucks out of that enormous budget, and yeah, you could do anything online. Oh man, you could dollars. blow up Facebook <laughs> like crazy. Like you, you, I could reach more people than you have in the last ten years doing those missions trips with the same yeah. the same people with the same message yeah. and things like that. I, I think both are important. Like, don't get me wrong, but you know, or or there's they've like so many churches. They have someone on staff who 80% of their time is designing, printing, and handing out these enormous bulletins full of inserts, you know, this this tall, uh, that nobody reads. Uh, uh, yeah. they, it goes on the floor of your car or stuffed in your purse or in the recycle bin on the, on the way out. And it's like, man, you're paying this person twenty to $30,000 a year to print this thing that nobody wants, nobody needs. You, like... Train them how to do social media, and you will get yeah. so much more out of that twenty, thirty grand. Plus, the cost of actually printing these things is is enormous. It's yeah. it's just nuts to me the the budgeting problems that they have uh, in order to to put you know their priorities in, in the right spot. So, I think churches are going to be shifting towards that this year, and I'm excited for that. I agree. You know, we've had conversations at church about how. Um, to use money, right? Like maybe we shouldn't, uh, you know, like if we want to give everyone a free t-shirt, it costs a lot of money. <laughs> um, so maybe we shouldn't just like, you know, like, because if people knew how much money that costs, like maybe they wouldn't want us to do that. Like there's way better ways to use that. So one thing that, one thing that we did over Christmas series was, um, you know what, instead of spending all this money on advertising and stage design and updating things, let's like take a really large chunk of money and just give it to our community. So we, we talked to DCS, we talked to different people and said, Hey, what are some real needs and some tangible ways that we can go and and give people sort of a Christmas blessing. And so we took um, like dozens of $100 Walmart gift cards and Food City gift cards and all this stuff. Um, some of them were planned, you know, and some of them literally we just went to places and we're like, hey, we just really feel led that we should give you this. Um, and, and so we're like, you know what, let's be, let's be in the community. And then we shared some of that online. And um, I mean, the reception to that was just incredible. Um, 
and it it was it we didn't even like take extra money we just took some money that we were going to use for one thing and put it toward you know literally giving it away and and blessing people and so um, I'm excited about those kind of things that the church can can do right like let's be a force in our community for good um, online offline all those places yeah no, absolutely. I think it's just, um, you know, it's just looking at, at what you got and say, man, we've been doing this for forever this way. Uh, but the, the world is constantly changing around us. I think every time you, you put together that yearly budget, you need to be looking at what's working, what's not, what what are the trends out there. Um, you know, what, one thing like people just don't even realize because they're not educated on this stuff. Like like one thing that churches spend a lot of money on will be direct mailers. Um, and a, a lot of them are targeting like new movers and things like that. And I, I think that that's great that, you know, those work on some level, but they're very, very costly. Um, not many people realize that through Facebook ads, you can specifically target new movers. Like they, yeah. they cross-reference not only your activity on Facebook, but they cross-reference it with anonymously with credit reports, real estate reports, public records, and things like that. Facebook knows whether you have moved into a new area, whether you've moved out of an area, they even have a category for people who might be thinking about moving soon. You can, you can, tar- <laughs> I don't, that one's a little scary, but you wow. can literally target a Facebook ad to people in the area around your church who might be moving to that area or might be moving away from that area. Like it's wow. very, very specific. And 50 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month even, you can reach a few hundred people within five miles of your church who just moved in and you could greet them with an ad that says, welcome to the neighborhood. Uh, you know, maybe if you planted a new campus, it could be welcome to the neighborhood. We're, we're new too. Why don't, why don't you come by yeah. on Sunday for some free coffee? It could be a video yeah. of your pastor. It could be an image. It could be a text, yeah, whatever you want to do, but you can literally target those people uh, and 20 bucks will get you three to 500 people within a five mile radius. Uh, and it's incredibly effective. Imagine moving to a new neighborhood and you're going on Facebook and you're connecting with your friends and you're, you're missing your old friends and you're trying to make new friends and you keep seeing these pop-up ads, you know, ads through Facebook saying, you know, welcome to the neighborhood for one. It's like, how'd you even know? Thank you. You know, you got to break that barrier a little bit, but that's Facebook's fault, not ours. That's right. It's just an incredible way to do it. But, you know, a a direct mail campaign, sending a postcard, for one, you got to send it at least three times, if not eight, uh, over the course of, you know, eight to 10 weeks. And you got to print the postcards, you got to send them out, you got to get those addresses. That stuff, you know, is expensive to rent. I mean, you could spend 10 to 20 grand on a, a, you know, an effective direct mail campaign targeting new movers in your area for one that the the uh, data isn't as uh you know succinct as, as what facebook has and so you don't even know that you're you're really targeting the right people and then most of that's ignored yeah. you know no one ever walks into your church with the postcards saying okay i'm here like what do i do like <laughs> you're gonna reach yeah. maybe one percent if you did it really well maybe three percent uh of those people uh and at great great cost uh, so yeah. it's, it's stuff like that. It's like, man, just educate yourself on this stuff. Look at the different options out there. Uh, and you can save a ton of money and actually be more effective by shifting things around. Yeah, it's true. You know, and I think, you know, Brady does such a good job of helping churches see like just the, the reality of this digital shift. Right. Like, what are you going to do with 167 other hours in the week? Right. Like 
you could engage them, you know. And so one of our big things this year was, um, what if people don't come on Sunday? How are we going to engage them outside of that, right? So, yeah, we want them to come, and we're going to make our services as excellent and, you know, great quality and meaningful as we can, like, that you want to come. But what are we going to do if you if you don't ever come or if you go somewhere where you're not being engaged spiritually? Like, how can we speak into that void um, outside of Sundays? So, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think there's there's huge opportunity there for for people to just be human online, yeah. you know, as the church and, and to connect with with people. I mean, we're sharing everything online. We we share what we eat, we share what we where we go, we check in everywhere. We you know we we share our struggles. Even I, I think people are more open and transparent online than they are in person. Um, I find out about my my real life friends more about what they post. And then when we meet up, it's I'm following up on what they posted and things like that. And I'm reaching out. Um, I don't know anybody's birthday anymore unless Facebook tells me it's nope. their birthday. I mean, it's exactly. Yeah, know, like, Oh, it's your birthday. Yay. Yeah, hey. <laughs> I wouldn't know that, but Seriously. I'm glad that Facebook told me so I can wish you a birthday. That's right. Um, and my true friends yeah. will get a text message instead of a, right. a Facebook post. You know, <laughs> there's so, like, a, there's a hierarchy. There and, is yeah. totally. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like you get it. There's, there's the people I take out for tacos. There's the people who get a text. That's right. You know, and then there's everyone else just gets the. Gets well, I got I got to toss it up and throw emoji in on this one this time, but <laughs> you basically yeah, get a happy birthday. two exclamation points. Yeah, here. yeah. For, for really good friends, you might get like six or seven exclamation points and maybe a colored background. That's right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's. Yeah. You know, another thing, too, and, and we'll, we'll wrap up here in a second. One thing that I've noticed to shift is, okay, so maybe five years ago, um, something would happen that would lead us to have conversations in real life that might spill over into online. But what I've noticed in the last year or so is the opposite, is that something happens, we talk about it online immediately because it's fast, and then that leads to real conversations. Um, so, you know, like with, with things that like, you know, this month with the tragedy in Florida and the school shooting, um, which was awful, you know, I I posted something online and it got like, hundreds of comments. <laughs> it was crazy, you know, and, and, and so I was able to dialogue with people and it, I, it was pretty civil. I tried really hard to keep it civil because I really did want to have a conversation. And I said that from the beginning, Hey, I'm asking some genuine questions. I'm putting, I'm putting my honesty, you know, I'm putting myself out here, um, because I think it's worth talking about. But from that post, the last probably 50 people that I've spoken to in real life said, eh, I saw I saw those people on their Facebook post and then we've talked about it, you know, so it's not that it's not that conversations just exist online, right? Like they exist online and then they spread to where we are. And and I think that's a change from the past. And, and you know, I think it's exciting. It's a good thing. It, like it's yeah. I, I can't even I can't remember a time before social media like what what did we do like if there was a school shooting you you watched the the news like you turned on your tv and you you watched the news and you discuss it with your family and then uh you know maybe you'd bring it up at at work uh the next day and and it would be you know a couple minutes and then whatever you get back to work and I, i don't know i just feel like now we're able to have like sure you know face these facebook threads on on gun control and, and violence and shootings and things it gets it gets heated it gets out of control sometimes and some people yeah. aren't as civil and and uh and we're all just we're all re- revealing our raw opinions and and beliefs and things but 
uh, it's good. I mean, you know, people complain all the time, like nobody ever won a, a Facebook debate or whatever. But it's like, man, but no, we're but we're sharing our our opinions and our beliefs, and I think that that's that's good and, and healthy. Uh, it could be abused yeah. just like anything else, but the conversations around this stuff, the way that we're instantly moving uh, legislation and lawmakers to take action. I mean, within days of these things, yeah. people who actually can make a difference are, are moving and shaking things up uh, because they're hearing the heat that we're putting on it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like we may not all agree on what what decisions uh, end up being made. But, man, decisions are being made instantly yeah. in, in real time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're seeing the power media. of social media. Yeah. With, with teenagers who are now pushing against like, you know, senators and governmental, you know, like people, you know, like people who are n- unable normally to even connect with, like they're, they're giving, pushing, putting the heat on them. And I, yeah. And you know, whether, what, you know, we don't have to talk about whether it's good or not, but that's like, it's amazing, right. That we can do that. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's incredible. It's it's crazy, and I mean, you know, uh, everyone's got an opinion uh, about the president, no matter who it is. But it's it's amazing to me right. that we can hear directly from the president on on Twitter yeah. about yeah. the the conversations they had today and yesterday about yeah. gun control and, and new laws and things like that. I mean, like you know, yeah. Trump just banned bump stocks, and they're they're talking about increasing background checks uh, in order to buy a gun and, and stuff like that. I think that that's all great conversations that we're having things that are yeah. that are moving along and, and people are going to argue left and right about the r- right way to do it but i heard about those things through the president's twitter account i haven't even seen much news <laughs> yeah uh, about that like yeah. but that's incredible to exactly. me that we yeah. instantly are hearing it like as it's happening um i remember the first time that twitter like broke news at least that i remember was when we um killed osama bin laden and there was this you know Obama's going to be on the news tonight. And an hour before that happened, I already knew everything, you know, <laughs> it was already there. I already knew. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Like you had live footage of it. It was creepy and weird. Yeah, that was, like, that was weird. But like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it already, but, but like, but by the time he came out to talk about it, we knew. I, he didn't say anything that I didn't already know. And yeah. I thought this has changed everything. Oh, you know, totally. like it's never going to be the same again. Yeah. Um, Breaking news is no longer breaking. <laughs> well, and that's <laughs> on, where Twitter the, really excels too, right? Like Twitter, you know, yeah. there's all this debate about whether Twitter's dying and things like that. I think it's just, I think it's just changing a bit. Like yeah. we're we've stopped trying to make it Facebook. We're stopped trying to make it this competing right. social network. Now they're they're two different things. Even even the vice president of advertising at Facebook used Twitter last week to share. More in depth about the Russian involvement oh, yeah. in the Facebook ads and things like that. that. He didn't post that on Facebook. You know, maybe he <laughs> yeah. wasn't allowed to. Maybe the guy's fired. Yeah. Him. I don't know. I, I, yeah. But he used Twitter because Twitter is where you break you break news. It's it's just a news feed of breaking yeah. real time things. And and that like yeah. if the power goes out in my neighborhood, the first thing I do is check Twitter because yeah. I'm going to see tweets of people saying. The power's out in my neighborhood, and so I can say, "Okay, it's not. I didn't just not pay my bill. It's it's the whole neighborhood. <laughs> exactly. uh, or there's a storm coming, or something like that." Like, you know, Twitter will break that before the news will ever even touch it. Like, hardly ever do your, does your hyper local news report on right. stuff like that, except for three days later. You know, I, I can't go to GeorgiaPower.com and even get an update that quickly about uh, a yeah. power outage or lo- slow internet speeds or. 
or God forbid, a school shooting and things like that. Like Twitter is where that's yeah. happening. Facebook is where we'll post later the, the photos of the experience and things like that. But Twitter's real yeah. time. And, uh, you know, that's that creates great opportunities for churches to pay attention to that conversation, to follow hashtags and things like that. Uh, like, man, imagine a church noticing in their area the power's out for an extended period of time uh, mm-hmm. and jumping on there and being like, hey, it's great that you still have cell phone coverage and we can connect with you. How how, how can we help you? Like, can we bring you food? Can we yeah, send like, you some food? You need to come to our church. We, like, we have power. Yeah, yeah. like, what? Like, or the church has, the church still has power. Come hang out. We got some foosball tables. You know, yeah. like, I don't know, like, just joining in on that conversation and, and figuring that out would be uh, just an incredible way to, to, to bless your community. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool, man. Thank you so much for, for all of this. It's been a great conversation. Um, and, uh, I'm excited about 2018. I'm excited about churches. Um, I'm more excited about connecting with people than I ever have been. And I, I, am with you. Like things are not always great, but I'm hopeful that we're, that we can move in a, in a real good direction. So I'm hopeful too, man. I, I appreciate this conversation. I, I hope it's helpful for, for other churches and, and keeps, keeps moving them forward but uh sounds like you guys are doing great work at uh highlands and and uh making some good decisions there so just you know pray for blessings for your ministry as well and and keep up the good work man yeah so where where can people find you obviously on twitter and that's probably a good place (laughs) (laughs) no don't don't hit me up on twitter no i'm I'm on the snapchat no Uh, no i'm actually not That's a whole nother podcast, man. My opinion That's on right. Snapchat. Yeah, we maybe we can do another one about some of those things. Oh gosh, I'd love to <laughs> because uh, I'm definitely opinionated on that. But you, yeah. you, you can reach me. So I'm Justin J Dean, uh, just about anywhere on Twitter or whatnot. You can go to justinjdean.com. The book is at uh, churchprbook.com, and our conference is at thatcc.com. So. Awesome. Well, I'll put all that in our show notes. Justin, thank you so much for, for being on Weekly. And um, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful personally uh, for you guys, for the content that you put out. Um, it is it is literally impacting people in, in Tennessee and Virginia. Um, so um, I'm, I'm thankful for the resources that you give, for the, the honesty that you share online, and your, just your heart for the church. It's encouraging to see all these people from all over the country who are empowering people that they will never actually like probably physically meet right and maybe not even know about but through the power of technology and the internet um yeah we can make a difference in people's lives so um thank you so much for being on and uh thank you all for listening to weekly be sure to subscribe in itunes or google play or stitcher or soundcloud or however you listen to podcasts you can totally find it share it with a friend and um i will see you next week for another episode of weekly